0: and welcome to the Change Makers Podcast, where we chat with interesting and engaging individuals here and far about change, making change, living change in their own lives, how they've experienced unimaginable change, and innovative ways people uplift the lives of others. We chat about triumphs over tragedies, mindset matters, and how we live out our life's purpose inspirationally. So please join us to be inspired and empowered to be the change you want to see in this world. You know, we can all be change makers in our lives. Here's to the change you're about to bring forth. good afternoon everyone this is Kimberly rice of chief change maker of change makers uh, we are again having a guest today who is a wonderful change maker in her world down in South Florida and we couldn't be more excited than to welcome my dear friend Janet Granger Janet thank you for listening uh, I'm sorry thank you for joining us today um, and I would love for you to share with our listeners a bit about yourself your passionate um Pursuit of your profession and a few insights into your professional journey.
1: Sure. Thanks, Kimberly. I am so excited to be here. It's great. And I love what you're doing with this new Changemakers. It's fabulous. Thank you. So, a little bit about me Uh, I've been doing marketing for more decades that i will i will uh share but it's been a while um and i will date myself only by saying i started off in the direct mail world Uh, so that definitely tells you pre-internet sort of where i where i come from Um, i watched the internet start and take off and knew that it was where i needed to be from a marketing perspective so um, I was working for a Fortune 500 company at the time, and we switched everything to the inbound model um, as opposed to the outbound model we had been uh, doing for, well, decades um, in marketing. And I I really love it. Uh, my my goal, what makes me tick, is there's nothing that, that gives me more joy than seeing others succeed to the value I add to them. And so having this, uh, opportunity uh, in my business as a marketing and strategy consultant is is literally a dream come true on a daily basis. So my helping to serve others to increase their uh, website traffic, their revenues, their market share is really what, what drives me. And I would say in terms of you know what? Really, the passion that I have is not only with marketing, but also the the content that goes along with it. I I've been a writer all my life. Uh, writing comes very naturally to me. I write I write easily and and quickly, and I love being able to articulate messages for my for my clients, and to do um, to write in a number of different formats. Uh, I published a book uh, four years ago in two thousand sixteen called Digital Influence for Baby Boomers, Why You Should Care and Yes You Can Do This to talk about the journey that I had and that I saw others uh, go through when it came to digital marketing. And I, I continue to sort of bring the digital way of thinking and thinking strategically to my clients. So that's sort of a, a, a big picture summary of, of who I am and how I got to where I am right now.
0: That's amazing. Um... You know, I love meeting and, and talking with women business owners um, who have been in corporate um, you know, for the earlier parts of their career, work for other individuals who may or may not have shared their vision, and then spun off and started their own, um, their own organization or business um, out of pure passion. Um, because if, if not for that, then why, right?
1: Right, exactly. And, and I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there. It was, it was great working in corporate very early on in my career. Uh, I worked at a company called Nielsen. They were the ones that do the, the well, they are the ones that still do the television ratings. And, and now they do a lot more outside of that. They also had uh, measured food, um, the food industry. And so it was sort of being, starting off in the, in the very corporate world for a while. And, and then I was in a variety of different sized organizations. And before I started my own business again, uh, was working for another Fortune 500 company for a few years. And, you know, to your point, I, I found that as, as great it was for an educational purpose. And I was, I I was allowed to do a lot of things. Like I said, I changed the model while I was uh, at this fortune 500 company from outbound marketing to inbound. And I was able to hire the right agencies and consultants to, to do that, to, to really shift how we did marketing. Um, But in the long run, if you're, uh, if you're a strident, questioning voice in corporate America, it doesn't necessarily serve you well. (laughs) And I found that because I like to move quickly, I'm very results focused and uh, I want to try lots of different things, especially since in digital marketing, things move very quickly. Uh Uh, The only way that I could really make myself happy was to get out of the constriction of of a very bureau, you know, sort of bureaucratic business and, and be much more nimble and do things much more quickly and move much more quickly and react more quickly to the digital market by, by doing it on my own for clients. Um, because honestly, in this world, things move fast, you know, as Ferris Bueller said, life goes by fast, <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta catch up and, and, and sometimes you're just hanging on for dear life, but you know, you got to stay with it or it's going to, it's going to pass you by.
0: Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, and it, and it can, and there's, I don't see that there's any slowing down at no, all.
1: No, not at all. I mean, oh. I, I, one of the great examples um, uh, a few years ago, I, I talked about the Pokemon Go phenomenon. Remember that a couple of summers ago? Yes. Um, and, and people were literally monetizing that within six to eight weeks. Um, and it rose and then it fall. And and if you weren't able as a small business owner to monetize, you know, get, get them to come outside your establishment quickly, you literally were losing out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, in terms of the, the ability that you had to generate revenues from that. It's the same thing now with TikTok, you know, TikTok came along, no one knew what it was. It's blown up over the past year or so. Um, these things happen, and, and it's important, especially in, in this area of digital marketing, to, to, to understand what's going on, because if it's something that you can take advantage of, or for me, my clients can take advantage of, it's critical that I'm aware of it.
0: Well, and and as lifelong marketers, I find and sometimes I use that as a disclaimer because and we've had this conversation, um, marketing, you know, I I exude marketing, that's just how I'm hardwired now after so many, I'm just going to say years, I'm not going to say decades. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but we know, uh, after so long in, in working with clients, you know, and um, helping them grow and advance their marketplace, um, you know, positioning, messaging, client retention, ret- attraction, etc. cetera. Um, what I have seen, and I'm sure you likely have seen, is given the pace of change that's happening all around us and all of the disruption in so many business sectors and to the very core of how business is conducted and the people who are conducting it and how they do that. I just saw another report this morning about how Gen Xers are gonna run companies when the old people finally get out of the way. I mean, unfortunately, and, and we've seen this, is that the only thing that's constant is change.
1: Exactly, that's what I tell my clients. The only constant is change. So look at what's happening now. Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't get on board, you know, particularly, I mean, if you don't get on board, you're going to get left behind, period. But for, you know, but for these or larger organizations that, you know, you and I have worked for and worked with over the years, um, it, it just used to drive me nuts how they would just put their head in the sand and, you know, just dismiss change that was happening all around them, whether it was business models or billing models or you know, recruitment and retention or diversity and inclusion, I mean you name it, there's change that's happened. And and we've now both been in business long enough to see the cycles and the circles, how you know it can be cyclical or economic cycles or or whatever. You know, is, but there's something constantly brewing or what Brene Brown says, rumbling Um, And it it hurts my heart for those businesses that refuse to even acknowledge that that change is happening. And number two, that they need to, in some way, you know, um, let's see, what's the word I'm using, to hasten their adaptation to change.
1: Yeah, and, and and it's so true, um, especially when you're witnessing it and you see. There was a great movie, um, I want to say in the 90s maybe, called Other People's Money. And it was about all sort of the takeovers and the mergers on Wall Street. And, and it was I, it centered around a cable company on Rhode Island that was being taken over. Anyway, there, one of my favorite lines from the movie was, uh, they was talking about change and how you have to stay abreast of the change or You'll be left behind. And the great line that I loved was I'll bet the last buggy whip company was the best buggy whip company there was. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, if, if, if life is changing out from under you and you don't see it coming,
0: right. what are you
1: going to do when the model totally changes?
0: Exactly. And, um, in my world um, of professional services, um, I've seen <clears throat> back in the Great Recession, there were a couple of very, well, at the time was, were considered very large um, law firms here in the, the uh, regional Philadelphia area. You know, it was almost like the concept of too big to fail these the banks uh, during the Great Recession. And when one of them came toppling inward as as a result of an implosion, you could just literally feel the reverberations through the entire Northeast legal services sector because they couldn't believe that this law firm, which had been around for a 100 years, and that's... You know, that's a really long time to continue to have a, a hopefully prosperous and successful business. It had just toppled on itself because it had weighted its business model too too heavily in real estate, and of course that went down the tubes during the Great Recession. So in effect, that impacted over a thousand people's lives um, because leadership refused to either acknowledge or see or accept and act upon the change that was i mean you don't it doesn't happen overnight i mean you can see the telltale signs. so obviously they chose not to pay attention or to uh heed the change that was coming like a tsunami right at them
1: that's a great example because you know everyone points to retail and companies that have you know fallen away like sears and others that were once you know the monopoly, really, the behemoths. But to your point, even, even in the services industry, like uh, in the legal profession, if you don't see change coming, whatever that model was, um, you, you're in danger of having it overwhelm you. And, and certainly in marketing, uh, I have seen that. Um, there are people my age and even some a few years younger who, who just put their head in the sand, as you said earlier, and, and refused to acknowledge that the world was changing around them. Um, you know, the world is changing all the time, and it's all about your own attitude, right? Uh, you, you, either, you either get excited by seeing the new, thing, new possibilities of what it means, or you get scared and fearful and stick your head in the sand. And I think excitement and curiosity, and I know, you know, you at your, at your heart, at your gut, are a curious person. Curiosity uh-huh. always serves you better than fear.
0: You know, it does. And it's so crazy. I was just having this conversation earlier about curiosity. As a young girl, I would drive my mother nuts asking why, why, <laughs> all the time, why? Um, but now, so, you know, I it's one of the things about my my personality, you know, composition that I completely embrace because it serves me so well to propel me Um, to constantly be on the lookout. I'm, you know, what in in the um, personality indexes, I'm considered a lifelong learner where I just thrive on information gathering and given, you know, know, it seems like we had life before the internet and life uh, after the internet. Um, And now with life after the internet, you know, there's no end to the amount of information and knowledge and how we can keep our fingers on the pulse of the changes because you know, all of a sudden with the advent of the internet, I remember it, in, it came into my world in 1995. It's like all of a sudden you're not just in Philadelphia but every place in the world you have access to.
1: Right, and I would even go for, as far as to say certainly in the marketing world, it's pre-internet internet and then pre-mobile phone Oh yeah um, and having the ability to to access the internet on your phone and and have um, and you know you really you have the world at your fingertips um, and you know and the joke is that you have the world at your fingertips and what do people choose to look at, but cat videos um, <laughs> but but I, I think that again, understanding what an incredible possibility that opens you up for um, when it comes to marketing or the legal profession or whatever it is. Uh, I, I think it's always better to be on the side of what's new, exciting, and different uh, than to to think that if you don't pay attention, it will go away. I mean, it's that way with social media. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, have have for many, many years worried about social media and and you know, well, what will people say? And my response was always, well, they're saying it now, whether you're there or not. <laughs> so you know, you can choose to engage and understand. And participate or not, but just just ignoring it and hoping it'll go away, you know, that's not a plan.
0: Not a plan. You know, so I'm curious from your unique point of view, Janet, what are some of the, the steps that you advise your business um, clients to embrace or focus on to develop a winning game plan for their greater pro- prosperity?
1: Well, it's funny. We're, we, we've been talking all about change and how everything changes all the time. Um, in marketing, that's always true. The channels, you know, we didn't have radio, we didn't have television, we didn't have internet, we didn't have mobile phones, we didn't have these things. And then all of a sudden we did and they became a channel for 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 programming and marketing. Um, I will tell you that what I advise my, all of my clients to do first and foremost is very, very traditional marketing. It's the basics of things like, do you understand who your customer is? Who needs your your product or service? What is it that you do for them? What pain point do you take away that that they can't do without or, or that they find enchanting? And so sometimes going back to the basics of marketing, um, the bones of marketing, like understanding your target market, understanding how they make decisions, where they make decisions, when they make decisions, uh, those are all, those are all sort of classic marketing questions. The and the answers may change in terms of how those things happen, but the questions themselves are always there. And it's always critical to be asking and answering those questions or your marketing will fall apart. And, and sort of the biggest issue that I see now with, with companies that are doing marketing is that they, they try a lot of tactics, um, uh they sort of throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall and sort of feel like, you know, that'll make it work. And they they are not strategic in how they approach their marketing. And and I, I, I try to ask them questions like, you know, would you build a house without a blueprint? Would you you just go out and buy wood on sale? (laughs) Would you get the tile? Because, oh, it was pretty and then just store it. I mean, doing things in a very haphazard fashion because it seems like a good idea at the time um, just sort of tells you if you were to build a house, well, then the whole thing's not going to stand up or it won't, you know, it'll fall down. And how can you think you're going to build a a successful house without knowing it upfront what it's going to look like and what you're going to need? that's exactly what marketing is like if you don't understand up front what it is you need and how it's going to work it's it's not going to work for you and so i I find that you know the best thing i can do for my clients is help them to be strategic in how they approach marketing
0: that is so true and it's we've seen it time and time again with our clients um and in businesses of all sizes and in all sectors of what we call random acts of marketing. <laughs> um mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's analogous to your spaghetti story. Yep. And, and when I was in-house um, at these firms, um, you know, they, there was no budgeted amount of, of investment that they weren't willing, that they were not willing to take or, or rather to make if somebody could convince them that it was a good idea not particularly connected or based in any empirical data or any metrics. It's just, you know, well, we need to get our name out there, or we're trying to, you know, gain visibility or whatever the, the basic low bar is. Um, and it's been just tragic for me as a business owner to see how many business how many business owners are not knowledgeable about business, true strategic business growth planning. But then even worse than that is that they're not willing to learn or at least to be receptive to the experts who do know how to grow a prosperous business. Um, And I liken that to, you know, you certainly wouldn't go to a podiatrist if you have a heart problem. Right. So, I mean, to ask a doctor or a yacht club owner or a yacht um, company owner to, to, to draft a business plan. I mean, you certainly wouldn't make, um, you know, flight plans or wh- whatever the verbiage is in the mariner, mariner world, um, in their world, because we all have our bodies of expertise. Um, and we certainly, you know, are well advised to tap the experts in. Um, the discipline experts to complement where our blind sides are.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy. Um, in terms of the professions, yeah, you know, you go to law school for three years to become an attorney, and then you spend years you know, honing your craft once you get out in the real world and start practicing law. Um, there's no reason to think that you actually know how to run a business just because you've learned how to be a lawyer. And it's the same way, as you said, you know, with clients in, in the marine industry, for example, um, you know, you may make the best boat there is. Um, you may, you know, you may understand more than anyone else, you know, what a vessel needs when it comes to, you know, fit, refit, servicing, et cetera. Um, but does that necessarily mean you know how to run a business? Right. Um, or you even know how to market your services? And, you know, however, however many years it took you to hone your craft, uh, that's how many years you know people like you you and I have spent honing our craft in marketing and and we we know what it takes and it's not a shot in the dark and it has to be done a certain way and um, because people you know can post on Facebook and Instagram um, and call that marketing I, I think they they think it's a lot more it's a lot easier than it necessarily is when you do it from a strategic perspective
0: um you know, point spot on. And um, it's interesting to me, even in the social and digital marketing world, you know, you and I were there at the very beginning. um, And it used to be enough if you actually just posted on a regular basis, period. You know, but now, um, since these platforms have absolutely exploded um, globally, and that's one thing that most folks don't, really conceive that these are global platforms so you're not just speaking to the south florida world or to the northeast or the philly world i mean this is truly global which you know the ripples of your messages can you know go ripple across the world but now um you know facebook has their own rules of how and why and in what format you should post and LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter, they all have their own rules and their own guidelines of how to post, how frequently to post. I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing. And I'm so glad that there, you know, it really has born multiple new industries within that um, umbrella of, say, social media and digital marketing, um, because I wouldn't even begin to say that I'm an, you know, that I'm an expert in any of it anymore. But, I mean, I, I was there at the beginning, but now it has gotten extremely um, complex and very, I would just say, probably calculated. It's not the right word, but because there is so much um, customization per platform, um, it is now its own industry
1: yeah and, and, and you bring up a good point, which is you, you you know when it first started, you could be a generalist, um, and I like to think that I'm a generalist when it comes to strategy, but when it comes to any of the particular uh, tactics, um, you know something as, as deep as SEO, search engine optimization, um, there, there are people who do that, and that's it, that's all they do. You know there are people who understand how to do the best Google ads, and that's it, and that's all they do. Um, and in addition to that, uh, frankly, it's a pay-to-play world. You really can't do anything organically anymore. And if you're not willing to put some money behind your digital marketing and digital campaigns, you know, I sort of feel like, you know, it's not the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. No, you can build it. And then you got to figure out a way to market it and sell it. And, um, and for those people who are not necessarily interested in, in that pay-to-play world, Uh, you know, I I often advise them that don't even bother because it's not worth creating the content if you're not going to spend the money to distribute it. You know, it'd be like being in the film industry and creating the most beautiful little movie and then not having it show anywhere. If you don't have a way to get it out there and you can't pay for the distribution, then, then honestly, you shouldn't be spending a lot of time on the content.
0: Well, you know, you're right. And that, I mean, that's someone gave me the analogy not long ago of, um, if, if you, I'm sure you can recall when there was only one or two or one area of um, what we, we used to call the phone company, right? <laughs> yeah. The uh-huh. phone company. Modell. And the Ma Bell and so you had those broken in regions but it was Ma Bell and you had the phone book right <laughs> I know we're dating ourselves but there was paper that was put together that was called the phone book and you had what was called the yellow pages um, and everyone got the free listing in the white pages and then after a while the, while the yellow pages you know turned itself into a marketing vehicle and you had to pay to be in that and that's now the same thing with social media. They, they
1: Absolutely. Got,
0: they got you to start posting, and now you've got to pay to play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So, uh, well, this is fascinating. I love talking about change uh, because that is the only constant in our world, however, we, you know, whatever lens we look at it through. Um, and I love to talk with change makers like yourself. and and seeing how, what that change looks like in your world. Uh, And so this has been an extraordinarily fascinating conversation, Janet. So I have just two more questions, um, being respectful of our listeners time. And that is, if you could give your younger self one piece of professional advice, what would that be?
1: Wow. Um, I would say to always be open to learning new things. Uh, not that I wasn't, but uh, I, I think I don't think I valued um, listening quite as well, and also learning from other industries. Um, I, I think a lot of the disruption that we see today is because people looked at other industries and said, "Oh, they solved this problem over there. I can now bring it to my industry." You know, the whole idea of sharing. Uh, you know, ride sharing, um, yeah. house sharing, um, and so I would advise my younger self to, to look at other industries and learn from them uh, because it can be so useful in terms of you know how the world can be disrupted and changed.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, so I want to make sure that our listeners have a way to connect with you to talk with you about their marketing and the change that they're wanting to make. Uh, so if you could please provide us and tell our listeners, what is the best way to connect with you and two beagles?
1: Thank you. Uh, so the best way is to contact me via my website, which is www of course, Janet Granger, dot com, And uh, I do have a YouTube channel where I, I share sort of my, Snippets of knowledge there, so you can go to YouTube and look up Janet Granger Digital, and uh, and I would love to hear from your listeners and chat with them about the change they see and the change that they would like to make in their lives.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Janet, for joining us. I, as always, love talking to you, and um, thank you, listeners, for joining us again. And until next time. Be the change that you want to see.